Hello and welcome to Cracking for Koa number 23. This is a review of Fallen Angels number 2, which I am calling The Regression of Laura Kinney by the Coward Fallen Angels. Two issues into Fallen Angels here. I'm Dave Using, founder and editor-in-chief of ComicBookHerald.com. You can find all of our Dawn of X and X-Men-related content either on the YouTube channel, Comic Book Herald. Please consider liking and subscribing if you like the content on the podcast, Comic Book Herald's Best Comics Ever. Or, of course, go on over to ComicBookHerald.com for all sorts of reading order guides, analysis, and information to help you get into and enjoy your comic books. Without further ado, though, let's talk specifically Fallen Angels number 2, written by Brian Edward Hill, with art by Simon Kudronsky. Two issues into Fallen Angels, and I have no doubt that Fallen Angels is a letdown, and the only real dud of the Dawn of X. This book will, of course, have fans. Many of them have chimed in on the CBH YouTube channel, social media, and I'll encourage them to continue to do so. I'm genuinely interested in other perspectives and why people enjoy work that isn't working for me. So it's important for me to go beyond simply, this comic is bad, and explore specific elements that I find objectionable. Today I'll answer why Fallen Angels isn't working for me and remains out of place in Dawn of X, and why this is backwards momentum for Laura Kinney, a.k.a. the all-new Wolverine, a.k.a. X-23. Starting big picture, I respect the hell out of Hill and Kudronsky's pitch for a book about Quanon reclaiming the Psylocke shell, as she refers to it, as truly her own. There's conceptually a bold meditation on identity and the X-Men's history of racial body swapping. It's more than just Betsy and Quanon. Just ask the New Mutants Demon Bear saga somewhere in the idea of Fallen Angels. As far as I can tell, though, all this is secondary to a substantially less interesting exploration of the role of violence in a utopia. This is particularly less interesting alongside a lineup including X-Force, where the concept of peaceful utopia is so feverishly upended. The premise doesn't match the reality already, and we're only two issues into Dawn of X. Just as messily, Fallen Angels is also sprinting headfirst into the surest way to mediocrity. It's a ninja handbook without a compelling leader of the hand. <clears throat> Defenders on Netflix. It's not like Mutant Kind don't have a history with Madripoor in the hand. Obviously, this is especially too for, true for talking about Betsy, Braddock, and Quanon, but to me, this feels like another instance where the focal point doesn't really tie with the rest of Dawn of X and the development of Krakoa. In every other title, we can at least see ways the book contributes to the new world. Fallen Angels is still extremely unclear. Perhaps this is all because Fallen Angels didn't need to be a team book. The comic Hill and Kudransky appear interested in writing is just called Psylocke, and that's fine. That'd be a fine, bold choice. You know, for an X-Men launch, it's, I mean, it's not like that would have been any less marketable than a comic book title connected to an off-the-wall late 80s miniseries starring Devil Dinosaur and a lobster named Bill. Not only do I think Fallen Angels didn't need to be a team book, it didn't need to be a book with this team. This is probably the aspect of Fallen Angels that irks the comic fan in me the most. Teen Cable and X-23 do not make sense for this book, and the work is not doing anything to convince me otherwise. There's a single instance of the team structure working in issue 2 that I genuinely like, with Psylocke declaring her mission statement to teach Cable about war and teach Laura about rage, and that in turn the two would teach her about goodness. But that's it. It's one page, and that's all I've seen so far that sold me on the team. Brian Edward Hill is at odds with other writers on many of the characters he's writing. From Hickman's off-the-rails comedic Mr. Sinister, to Hickman's goofball meathead Team Cable, to Tom Taylor's years of work, character work on X-23, more on this in a moment, Hill's writing them all muted and reduced to ominous talk of war and violence. Forget which version is preferred for a moment. 
It's blatantly inconsistent. This is far from the first time two writers have had different takes on their caretaking of Marvel's property, but it's happening in concert during a Dawn of X that is otherwise cohesive and wholly connected. It's an approach incongruous with Dawn of X, and so is the comic book as a result. In order to more specifically discuss the regressive nature of Fallen Angels, I think it helps in particular to define Laura Kinney's regression. X-23 is a clone of Wolverine created in a lab, born and bred in violence. When she speaks aloud the following, it's not just a return to her early 2000s identity, it's a nonsensical attempt to ignore the fact that literally no one understands her better than Logan, her clone, Wolverine. There is an anger in me, she says, a rage. I gave up any hope that someone could possibly understand it. She has clones, <laughs> like Gabby and Wolverine, but only Psylocke can understand her rage now? Since when? Another piece of Fallen Angels that bugs me is the lack of a plan for all mutants on Krakoa. Like, the planners know Quanon's deal in X-23's. Look at X-23's last series. She has clear missions and assignments using her skills. But on Krakoa, she's expected to sit by the same campfire night after night. It makes the planners look dumb and short-sighted. And I think Fallen Angels kind of suffers as a result. Now, there's no question that historically, X-23 has a lot of rage and trauma to overcome. Again, she is a young girl born and bred in violence for no other purpose than killing at the behest of her cruel masters. What is so frustrating about this particular take, though, is that it immediately follows years of work to give Laura something else. I'm referencing a particularly goofy example, but in an all-new Wolverine written by Tom Taylor, Laura proves she's more than X-23, more than the weapon, and develops a life with her sister Gabby, and yes, Jonathan the Wolverine. She is angry still, and it's not like you just get over being made to murder, but Laura at least develops into a person with real empathy and connection to others. There's definitely blame to throw Marvel's way as well for forcing the regression to begin with. Following all-new Wolverine and X-Men Red, both Tom Taylor-written productions, Laura moving back to an X-23 series is inherently regressive, taking the clone name. And this is what happened in 2018, again, after, um, excuse me, after X-Men Red. So no, I don't put this all at Hill's feet because Marvel as a whole clearly saw the return of OG Wolverine as a mandate to restore Laura to her late 2000s, early 2010s days on X-Force, right? The writing was on the wall before Brian Edward Hill ever decided to use the character in Fallen End Angels. As a real fan of what Laura Kinney was becoming, though, it feels a lot like one of the worst parts of superhero comics, a blatant and unconvincing character regression in order to maintain a perceived status quo. It's every time Spider-Man's relationships fall apart, or every time Daredevil's identity goes back under wraps, or every time Thor, Captain America, and Iron Man return to lead the Avengers. Progress is often on a clock, lest boundaries get pushed too far. It's really not that different than ignoring the decades of character work that have made Wolverine the character fans know and love today. In 2019, Logan's been an X-Man, a husband, a father, a teacher, an Avenger, and a man in grieving more times than we can count. If you strip that away and return to his late 70s ferocity and rage, it's not the same character. The work that's been done is an asset, not an albatross, and should be treated as such. And that's not what we're seeing with Laura Kinney, so far at least, in Fallen Angels. So clearly, I'm disappointed in what this comic book is bringing to the Dawn of X and to the table. Some of this is my own expectations for these characters, and some of it is a storyline that remains muddled and unengaging. I can definitely say, were this not a part of a big moment in X-Men history that I am super in engaged with and interested in keeping up with, I would not be pulling this comic book. If this was pre-House of X, Powers of Ten, this book would have been dropped very quickly, and I likely would not continue. Now, as it is part of the Dawn of X, and I am very, very interested 
interested in engaging with this, you know, this content, I'm going to give this the remaining issues. But I would say for those of you on the fence about which Dawn of X issues to pick up, and I know a lot of you are, Fallen Angels, there it is a very, very tough case to make why you should pick this book up. And I am certainly not going to make it as I do not think it's very good. I just don't, I don't enjoy this book. I don't think the art, I don't think the writing, I don't think they are coming together in a way that is selling me on, on really any potential here with the comic book. Now, I know there are plenty of you that are going to disagree, and this is the first like real takedown <laughs> of of a comic that I've had to do because House of X and Powers of Ten are magnificent, and Dawn of X has been relatively good, or at least even in its you know even with faults, I'm seeing potential. So I want to hear what's the potential that you all see out there. If you're watching on YouTube, please consider commenting and leaving some feedback as to why you're enjoying this book, why you may disagree. Again, I am very open to looking into that. That. I'm going to keep reading it and hope it gets better as well. In the meantime, if you like Comic Book Herald Channel, please consider liking and subscribing. If you like the podcast, go on over, check out, and subscribe to Comic Book Herald's best comics ever. And as always, you can go on over to comicbookherald.com where all of my writing and reading order guides can be found. Thanks everyone for listening, and as always, enjoy the comics. Hey.